Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil. I'm also joined, as always, by Terry, who's also in Minnesota with me, and Bob, who's in Virginia. We are three distinct voices, bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into this conversation. We want you to join in the conversation as well. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leave a message there. We also have a link in the description. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house here in Minnesota and in the Midwest. Now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations continue to be a light not only for us, but for you as well. Now let us welcome Terry and Bob into the conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of Strange Catholics. We thank you for joining us again this week. We don't have necessarily current events to cover, but we're going to continue that conversation on confession. Our spotlight saint this week is St. Pius X. Turn it over to Bob for a quick announcement. Well, thank you, Phil, and welcome, brothers, and welcome, everyone, to this to this week's podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us. I say this evening because it's evening time where, when we're uh, taping it. So whatever time you're listening to uh, across the world, welcome. Um, before I get to a, an announcement, let's start and let's open with prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord God, thank you for bringing us together again, to share uh, in this fellowship. Allow us, allow the Holy Spirit to guide us as we talk during this podcast and, and give us the strength to speak your word. We ask this through your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Son, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I'm just going to I'm just going to jump in here and Bob just remind you that you're showing your age when you use the term that we're taping this. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a, beautiful. It's a, it's and, and the eight, you know, you can get the um, you can get two eight tracks. <laughs> you can get the long you can get either a couple uh, one record or uh, two eight tracks how'd that go again or the uh, long playing tapes no CODs yes. no CODs <laughs> <laughs> okay so all the young people including Phil that listen to this do not know what cash on delivery so the the big announcement is i just i i flew out of virginia this last weekend and was back in minnesota had a reunion with the with the brothers here and we had a special event we went to we had a member of the podcast get ordained as a deacon. So congratulations to Deacon Terrence Jancic, <laughs> our new, new, the newest deacon of the uh, St. Cloud Diocese. Congratulations, Terry. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor uh, to be called a servant of God, an ordained servant of God. Thank Indeed. you, Phil. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and and it was a wonderful mass and wonderful, uh, just a beautiful uh, service uh, with 
with the bishop and well attended in this COVID environment and family and friends and uh, religious folks there. And uh, Phil was there to help, uh, help assist, did an outstanding job. Terry absolutely did. Terry did it. Terry did an outstanding job in the roles uh, he did, except he forgot, of course, at the end of mass <laughs> to say, you know, go forward, go forward, you know, go peace. in peace. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, but you found that page eventually in your book. Well, that's because the <laughs> bishop decided to skip the whole last section of the blessings. Of, yeah, of the blessings. Yeah. Right. I'm like, uh, yeah, he did bow your okay. head for the blessing. And, and I thought, you know, usually when you bow your head for the blessing, it's typically, you know, God, blah, 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 amen, blah, 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 amen. And, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen, you know, that kind of a blessing. And, and I think he just went Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Yep. yep. Just yep. And, and that's fine. I mean, yep. you know, he's, it's his prerogative. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And he seemed, and believe he was riffing me, a little not, bit there. He, he was, he was, and we're not <laughs> saying anything negative. No, about absolutely no. not. No, we no, love him. Please him. do not call no, the course. St. Cloud diocesan office and say, these guys were ripping on the bishop. That's not the case. We were going no. with the flow. He changed the plan absolutely. and we went with it. Yep. If they're, that's, if they're right. If there's one thing about Bishop Kettler is, I mean, he follows like other priests do. I mean, this is the way the mass goes or an ordination goes and so on. I mean, he did it correctly, but there were, you know, he, he's a, he's a wonderfully down to earth, very personable guy. Sort of like when he says, Hey, you know, let's give some sort of sign of peace, whether that means just going the two fingers or, waving at people and stuff like that. I mean, he, he's a, you know, he's not that stuffed shirt that he doesn't let his hair down a little bit, right. which, which is, Absolutely. which is really part of what makes him the beautiful human being he is. And, and if you've ever had the opportunity to see him interact with youth, uh, especially let's say at, uh, Oh, wow. What's the place up North? Detroit castaway castaway i've been up there before working at castaway and to see how he interacted with the youth and especially my children because he he knows a couple of my children pretty well because they've been involved in some activities they just adore him so mm -hmm. i mean he's a he's a uh, he's a beautiful human being so uh agree with terry please don't call <laughs> <laughs> call anybody and get anybody in trouble because we love the bishop we just we, i just we just thought it was a little you know it's just a little catholic humor there little mass humor yes Absolutely. yes indeed Absolutely. indeed okay so, so well so thank you brothers thank yeah, you for the wonderful wonderful and thank you for the honor both of you uh of your presence at my ordination it was a beautiful day and for those of you that are listening to the podcast who also came, thank you for the honor of your presence or who watched it, watched the live stream. And now we expect bigger and better things. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the two things that came out of that, now we expect bigger and better things from Terry on the podcast. And two, it puts insane pressure on me <laughs> to and, and get back and finish the program. 
and get ordained, you know. <laughs> Praying because I have for no that ex- day, brother. I have no excuse now. If that's so. where God is calling you, right? Always <laughs> open to how God is is moving. Yep. Nope. Right. That's what Amen that's what we've that. been going with. That's right. Okay. Well, we've hammered that one. Once we again. do love our bishop. He's, Absolutely. He is great. We do love great. our bishop. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So let's let's transition to our main topic. Uh, which is confession, which we're all going to have to go to now that we've spoke about the bishop we way we did. <laughs> so all charitable. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. That was all charitable. I will hand, I will hand this off to, uh, to Phil to talk a little bit more about uh, confession. Thank you, Bob. So continuing that conversation from last week, we're now, this week, we want to cover forgiveness. How the sacrament of reconciliation really enables us to be more forgiving to others and show greater mercy to others. The same things that Christ is showing us in this sacrament, we want to reciprocate to others. So in paragraph 1459 of the Catechism, it talks about how our sins can wrong our neighbor, either directly in if we took something, if we wronged our neighbor in some way, and trying to repair that damage, right? When one body, of, uh, when one member of the body of Christ is harmed, we're all harmed. So we want that reconciliation, not just with ourselves and God, but with our neighbor as well. The mercy that Christ shows us in this sacrament, in the wrongs that we do, right? We, we are all fallen human beings. And so we fall, we get up again, We return to our Lord in the sacrament to be reconciled with him and with his entire body. That is where this is coming from. It's that drawing out from the forgiveness and the mercy that Christ is showing us. He is not judging us by our sins, but rather only longing to give us his mercy. He doesn't look down upon us when we've done something wrong, but instead wants to draw us back to his merciful gaze. And I think so often we don't want to go to confession because of fear, right? There's that fear that, uh, you know, I can't, I can't bring this thing or I've, I've wronged this person or even within ourselves, I've done this thing. I'm not worthy of God's forgiveness, which is opposite of what Christ is bringing to us in this sacrament. He is longing to offer his mercy to us so that we can again really draw upon the fullness of the graces that God is showering down upon us. There's that beautiful image. This is totally stolen. I don't remember who originally brought this to me or spoke this, but that image of that windshield, when it's covered with bugs, when we're moving away from God, moving away from the light, we don't see that the windshield is completely, you know, just covered in bugs. But as soon as we draw ever closer to our Lord, that light that's beaming down upon us, then the sins that we have done are now more visible. And we realize, I really need to get that cleaned. How we get that cleaned is obviously in the sacrament of reconciliation. That forgiveness that Christ has shown us, the mercy the mercy that he would let us continually come back to him, sometimes even with the same sins over and over, and allows us 
to partake in that mercy and not just again keep that mercy to ourselves but instead be a conduit of those of that grace and that mercy for others bob terry well <clears throat> i think a lot of people don't go to confession cuz they're afraid right they're 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 afraid to face the fact that they have baggage they all know they have baggage cuz we all do <clears throat> and and i think it's difficult for us to bring those things to uh to confession and and to christ so it, it, it's all tied together with <clears throat> being able to surrender and being able to understand that that we need to um that we're not in control of everything we always think we're in control of everything we're not in control of everything and we need to surrender ourselves to God and understand that when we sin we need to go to confession and we need to get absolution it's 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 really that simple and but it's it's just much more difficult than that and and agree with you Phil that also means that if you know we need to treat other people that way and have mercy for other people as well Terry I couldn't agree more. And for me, uh, the sacrament of reconciliation is so absolutely freeing. Recognizing, number one, that we come before God in the sacrament and the, the, our confessor, the priest, is really the channel that we are moving that message toward God and receiving the mercy from God. So he, the, the priest is kind of that conduit probably is the better, uh, better term to use here. But one of the things that we all need to recognize, and I've talked about this on, on previous podcasts, is the work of the evil one. And when we do not avail ourselves of all of our sins and fully confess to our confessor what, it, what darkness that we have committed in our hearts, whether thought, word, action, whatever it may be. When we hang on to that, we are staying in that darkness. And that's absolutely, absolutely what Satan wants. He wants to keep you in that darkness. He wants to keep you separated from the love of God because then Satan wins and God is off in the distance. <clears throat> so it, it and it really is, um, you know, sometimes easy for me to say, you know, well, you should just confess your sins. But it's, I don't, I don't know about any any of you two or anybody out there listening to this podcast. Sometimes it's hard for me to admit the junk that I have done in my life, let alone to myself, let alone admit that to another person. But when I have done that, when I have given that over to God, the, the mercy and just the weight lifted off my shoulders and not carrying that baggage around is absolutely breathtaking. And it has brought me to tears on more than one occasion. So I highly recommend um, not only uh, going to confession, but fully 
confessing whatever it is that that you are bringing with you and and i recommend or i i will share this you know again we're all we we've said this before we're all not perfect we're we're imperfect beings so there are some of the same sins that we are going to be confessing this time next time you know down the road god recognizes that weakness in us god knows that you are his struggling child but don't let that keep you from walking in to the confessional whether it's face to face or behind the screen whichever you may feel more comfortable with and fully confessing because that is when you can feel the the full love and mercy of Christ. Amen, brother. Beautiful, beautiful testimony. Yeah, I think part of the problem for folks is they they feel like they're being judged, even though they're not. There's a misconception that they feel like they're being judged if they go into the confessional. And it's just right. totally antithetical to what that process is. <clears throat> and, uh, I think we need to do a better job of educating Catholics on what confession is and how refreshing and cleansing a process it is. It's a, it's somewhat human nature to go in there and, and if they, if you expose yourself, think about it this way, you're really, it's almost like you're back in the, in the garden again, you're naked and you're in front of God and you're, you're, you, you know, you want to get clothes on because you, you bared your soul. And if you bear your soul, there's going to be this human quality that we're going to say, we don't want to be that vulnerable. We don't want to be put in that position. And especially for males, right? For, for males, we are, especially in the United States in the Western culture, we're all about controlling our own destiny and controlling our own lives and I'm in control of this and all this other stuff. And yeah. it, it just looks like incredible weakness for us to go in there and say, I continue to do the same thing. I can't control this. I need this. It, you know, and, and it is reinforced in some of the other, you know, cultural, secular cultural things that we see as, you know, why do you need that crutch and all those other things like that? So those are things that are totally not right. You know, I think if you're if you're focused, you know, when you go in there, it, it is an ultimately cleansing experience, as Terry has discussed. Only thing I want to add to that is, you know, so many times people are like, well, what if I don't remember? Uh, you know, I've heard this many times or what if I forget a thing? You know, if you come there not trying to deceive. Right. But bring everything before our Lord in the sacrament, if you remember something later on, that does not mean you need to go back and reconfess that because as we close our confession, we're going to cover, you know, how to make a good confession next week. But for these and all my sins, you know, you're really putting that blanket on it so that it's completely covered. If you are intentionally holding back, right, that's when we're, that's exactly what uh, Terry was talking about. You know, we want to try and remove any of that. It can be difficult. It can feel very shameful, but that's the priest. He's heard all of these things before. I can assure you there's nothing new that we do that the priest hasn't heard 
it's, it's more our own pride, right? Trying to, where we want to be, as, as Bob said, in control, really it's submitting ourselves to the Lord and making him the Lord of all things so that he can pull us up so that we don't fall as far the next time. Always, you know, we may bring those same sins back again and again, but with God's grace, if we really rely on that, then maybe we won't fall as far next time. Absolutely. There is one thing, um, and this is somewhat humorous, that um, a priest shared with me one time. He says, the only thing that I've never heard in the confessional is, Father, forgive me of my sin. I've successfully committed suicide. So, you know, beyond that, there is nothing that you can shock the priest with. They really have, especially if it's a priest who has served in the diocese um, or in a order for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Right. And people and people need to look upon the priest, as as Phil talked about, in the role the priest plays is this facilitator. with, With Jesus Christ to to you know, to listen to your sins and then uh, give absolution. Don't view the priest as someone who's sitting in judgment of you because that is not what the priest is doing. So don't view it as another human that's sitting in judgment of you. That's not what it is. So let's take a short break and we'll be back right after this with uh, the Saint Spotlight. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and we're, we're going to talk about St. Pius Trump. the 10th. Pope St. Pius X. So uh, St. Pius X, yes. Modernism. Yes. Okay, Terry's, yes. Terry's going to talk all about St. Pius X. Go ahead, Terry. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, St. Pius X, born uh, June the 2nd, 1835. His feast day is August the 21st. He was born Giuseppe Melacori Sartonito. Um, he, was the, he was the second of 10 children of a poor family, his father Giovanni Battista Sarto was a hard-working former postman who died before Giuseppe was ordained a priest. His mother Margarita was a dressmaker and lived to see her son become the Cardinal of Venice, and two of his sisters became religious nuns and served under him in the Archdiocese of Venice as well. When he was 11 years old, he told his father that he wanted to become a priest. His father, with the help of their local parish priest, sent Giuseppe to a well-known Catholic school about six miles outside of town. He graduated first in his high school at the age of 15 and immediately entered seminary in Padua. He graduated from the seminary first in his class in 1858 and was ordained a priest. He was devoted to the Eucharist enjoyed preaching, and loved young people. His masses were reverent, his sermons were carefully crafted and moving, and as a boy from a large poor family, he was able to relate to the poor youth of his parish. He began to make an after-school program in Tambolo to help children learn more about their faith and to develop their reading and writing skills. He also began a similar program in the evening for adults because of his daytime program was so popular. 
He is often credited with developing the foundations of modern catechism and adult education that are still held in parishes today. He rarely slept, so he earned the nickname Perpetuum Mobile, a machine in perpetual motion. The Bishop of Trevisio realized Don Sardo's talent and energy, so he promoted him to Monsignor and other important positions, including spiritual director of the local seminary and a chancellor of the Diocese of Trevisio. Monsignor Sardo was known for his quick wit and humility and his love of people. He enjoyed uh, teaching and administrating. Pope Leo the XIII uh, elevated Giuseppe to Cardinal on June the 12th, 1893. Upon hearing the news of his appointment, he told a local newspaper that he was anxious, terrified, and humiliated. He immediately returned to his hometown to celebrate Mass for his elderly mother, family, and friends. His mother passed away soon after he left for Venice. While Cardinal Giuseppe continued to encourage education for priests and improve Catholic schools, he also raised money for the sick. Pope Leo died and Cardinal Sardo reluctantly accepted the position of Pope after a four-day conclave during which he won 55 out of 60 of the votes. He chose the name Pius because he said, as I shall suffer, I shall take the name of those popes who also suffered. His coronation took place on August 9th, 1903. During his papacy, Pope Pius was less formal and more approachable than his predecessor. He invited priests to dinner in the Vatican each evening and often snuck out of the Vatican through the garden passageways to visit the sick in local hospitals. He improved priestly formation, instituted improved liturgies and music, and insisted on quality preaching from his priests and bishops. He modernized canon law and introduced progressive scholarship through the Biblical Institute of Rome under the direction of the Jesuits. Pope Pius also lowered the age for young people to first receive the Eucharist and fought, fought against modernism, a theological teaching that he viewed as heresy and atheism. And I believe, Phil, you had a little bit more to say about those two points. I did. Thank you, Terry. Beautiful uh, saint that we have this week again. And so the the point to modernism that I wanted to speak to or call out a little bit is, you know, what modernism is. It's really a movement toward modifying traditional beliefs in accordance with modern ideas. Um, this is specifically noted in the Roman Catholic Church in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. But it's really a movement from what was to, well, we should just adopt what's happening in the world today. And Pope St. Pius X was uh, an ardent voice against that, saying that when we start to move with the times, uh, so one of his things was that, um, you know, doctrine does not change, right? We have, new, sometimes we have through the magisterium, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll get greater clarification, but there aren't major shifts in what we believe as a church. 
an, uh, another point to that is that Pope St. Pius X also brought about uh, weekly reception of the Eucharist for all, which was not only did he allow the, the you know, through the age of reason, but he also opened up that opportunity to receive our Lord in the Eucharist every week, which was a big change for the time. To that, he also brought back the study of St. Thomas Aquinas in seminaries, which was a revolutionary change at the time, that union of reason and faith that St. Thomas Aquinas brings. He really brought that both and back into Catholicism. Well, one of the... uh... I'll just wrap up with a couple of notes here. So one of the things that kind of stood out for me uh, is a quote that he had, uh, and it says, ever mindful of his humble origin, Pope Pius stated, I was born poor, I lived poor, I will die poor. He was actually embarrassed by some of the pomp of the papal court. He says, look at how they've dressed me up. He said in tears to an old friend, and to another, it is a penance to be forced to accept all of these practices. In the last year of his life, he granted many private audiences with the poor and the sick. Rumors of miraculous cures began to spread throughout Rome after people visited him. Two religious sisters were actually cured through his prayers and confirmed the healings after his death and endorsed his canonization to sainthood. On the 11th anniversary of his election as Pope, Europe was plunged into World War I. Pius had foreseen it, but it did literally kill him. He said, this is the last affliction the Lord will visit on me. I would gladly give my life to save my poor children from this ghastly scourge. He died a few weeks after the war began on August 20th, 1914. The Italian press wrote, the saint is dead. His tombstone is engraved with these words, Pope Pius X, poor and yet rich, gentle, and humble of heart, unconquerable champion of the Catholic faith, whose constant endeavor it was to renew all things in Christ. Pope Pius X was actually canonized by Pope Pius XII in 1954. You know, typically I'd take the Enlightenment modernist view, since some on this podcast think I'm much more liberal (laughs) in regards to some of these issues. Uh, But I will not because I I can't disagree with Pope Pius' view of, you know, uh, bringing back more Aquinas type of uh, thinking and fighting the Enlightenment modernist views. So as much as I am a open, more open to liberal, more liberal views in the church, that doesn't mean I'm open to changing doctrine of the church. So I, I just am okay to hear those things. So, so I, I respect Pope Pius on this and, and I think that he was certainly correct. That's one of the wonderful things about the Catholic Church that I constantly see myself, and I'm sure you guys do as well, discussing, whether it's with our children or with others, about how consistent we are, how, how, uh, how doctrinal, how our doctrine is remain basically the same, 
and that we we can trace it all the way back to Jesus and that and that mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing. So uh, so I, I think Pope Pius was on the right page uh, on this. So that's that's my only comments to this. But I think it was a wonderful testimony to a, a beautiful saint that Terry presented for us today. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast uh, this week. Uh, please go on to whatever podcast uh, platform you're listening to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or, or the Anchor, and, and leave some comments. Give us some ideas. We do have some show notes and some other things like that that Phil's going to tell you where to find that because I can never remember. Again, if you have any intercessions, anything you want us to pray for, please send those to strangecatholicspod at gmail.com, as well as any show recommendations, comments on previous episodes, anything you want to tell us, please send us that email to strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. A link will be in the description. Please review us on iTunes. That is where most people are listening to this podcast. Those reviews help others to find this podcast. Coming soon, because if I preview it and it doesn't get in, you'll just edit it out. Um, <laughs> we're looking at doing YouTube, so you'll get to you'll get to see some video. Um, we're also uh, going to have Twitter, so you can follow. You'll be able to follow us on Twitter pretty soon. Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Did I did I miss one? Phil. Phil's the IT producer producer extraordinaire of this broadcast so did i miss anything there phil you got it all thank you bob so it's let's close in prayer and terry the newly ordained deacon (laughs) terry is going to uh do the closing prayer well thank you gentlemen and we did have some uh prayer intentions that we did need to carry into our prayer is that correct phil from the ordination this weekend Yes, that is correct. So we want to pray for all of those that have had eye surgery and all of those that are struggling with any health conditions we want to lift up in prayer specifically. All right. Well, let's begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, who is our light and our salvation, We thank you for the countless blessings that you bestow each and every day in our lives. And we thank you for the opportunity to help be your hands and feet in on this world through the voice of our podcast. We think we lift those up in prayer who who are sick, who are struggling, who maybe have had a recent operation Maybe they're having some medical issues, whatever, uh, whatever they're struggling with. Heavenly Father, please take their burden away, lighten their load, and let the Holy Spirit come down upon them and give, bring them peace, grace, and healing. And we pray all these things through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Well, that wraps it up, gentlemen. Another podcast in the books. Thanks to always for everyone for listening. And until next week, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and that it helps you continue to dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ and His Church. If you would like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics. You can leave us a message there. We will play and respond to your question or comment as we are able in the next episode. We ask that you share this podcast and this episode especially with at least one person. This will help get the word out and help more people to join in the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. This really helps podcasts get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day, and may God bless you.